Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Yes, Lord, thank you that we can be here tonight, Father. We just pray, Lord, that you just open up our hearts, Father, that we might receive your word, Lord. Be taught by you, Lord, that we can grow, Lord. That we can learn, Father, your ways. And yes, Lord, I just pray, Father, Holy Spirit, that you would come, Lord, and just open up our hearts. As the scripture says, Lord, in 1 Corinthians 2, Father, that the things, Father, that we teach, Lord, and preach and derive from your word, Lord, they are spiritually discerned truths, Lord. The natural man does not understand them, does not receive them, for they are fully unto him, Lord. But thank you, Lord, that you also say, Lord, in that passage, that we did not receive the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God, that we might freely know and understand the things given us by God. And that is my prayer, Lord, that we won't only sit, Lord, and try to reason through everything we read and we see in Scripture, Father, but that we might pray, for that you'd come and give us the understanding, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that you say that whoever lacks understanding, if he asks, I will give. Thank you, Lord, that you are good, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here and you are busy teaching in hearts. Thank you, Jesus, for your perfect example in literally every area of life and that we can look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. And by your finished work on the cross, Lord, we can draw near. That we can know you, Lord, like Niger's read, Lord, that we can be for what you've intended for us to be and do the works, Lord, that you've intended for us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to look at a life of Timothy, like I just said, and the title for tonight is Going Further, Faster. You know, I think that's something that's true of all of us in life, you know, we would all like to go a little further faster, especially in the age that we are living in now. I mean, who really wants to wait like four days for take a lot if you can wait one day? We want stuff now. We want a little bit of speed and it's not necessarily always a bad thing. And the question that we want to ask ourselves is as we look at the life of Timothy, being this young man, being constantly spoken about, you know, in the New Testament specifically of this young guy that many times maybe people will look down on him because of his age. And Paul actually had to write to him, you know, don't let someone despise you because of your age. Don't let them look down on you. You're a bit young and they're going to think, you know, that you need a little bit more experience, a little bit of more age. You should have gone through more things in life and they're going to doubt whether you are ready to do what you are called to do because it, little, it happened a little bit fast. I don't doubt that, you know, in many areas of Timothy's life, Paul has to remind him and say to him, don't worry, you have what it takes. Fulfill your ministry, do the work of evangelist. And there's a reason there was certain qualities in Timothy's life that allowed him to go further, faster. You know, be, but beyond those of, of his own age group and of his own years. No one else quite in scripture that... In the New Testament, as Paul writes to a lot of people that worked with him that fitted that same category that Timothy was in. The question that we want to ask ourselves is, how can we learn from the life of Timothy to ensure that we also go further faster in life? We don't need to struggle. There are certain things that if it's true of us literally in every area of life, we can go a little bit further, a little bit faster. We don't have to struggle through everything in life. And we're going to look at three things, primarily one thing today, it's a very practical thing, but it's also a bit of a character thing, a hard thing, something that needs to be true of us. 
And if it's true of us, we can go further fast in every area of life. It's something that is practically true for literally every area of life that you can think of. And if we have this thing, then we can go further faster. The second thing that we'll look at is next week. have to do a bit more with a, a focus that God wants to give us, an intentional shift of our attention so that we can do and be focused on the things that God has focused us, called us to focus on. And then thirdly, we'll look at how we get that focus. I know I shared a little bit vague now and you don't know what maybe specific things I'm speaking of, but it will unfold as we go through this series. But tonight we'll look at that one specific practical thing and I don't want to be too long and be too theological. All of us have went through a couple of things this week, especially those of us that have been at E3, a lot of information received, you know, maybe we're still processing some of the things that we've heard and that we were taught and that we saw in scripture. Maybe still thinking a bit about that and emotionally, but more depleted than usual as God came and put a certain process into mind. So I'm going to try to be not too long tonight and be very practical that we can look at this and see what we can learn. So let's read together Acts 16 from verse 1 to 5. And this is the first time Timothy is mentioned in Scripture as Paul goes on his journeys and all of a sudden he encounters this young man. And it's just the following. Then he, speaking about Paul, came to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy. You know, and something that I just want to note there. Isn't it funny that it speaks about Timothy that way? And behold. And there's certain English translations that, that doesn't have that in, but that's in the Greek. And behold, and look. There's Timothy. There's something different about that young man. And he wasn't walking in the desert and like kind of seeing one of those mirage things where there's water all of a sudden that he can go and drink. And behold, nowhere there's something. No, there's a lot of people. But behold, there's one that stands out a little bit. There's one that's a little bit different. Something that Paul noted as well as he looked at Timothy and he realized, but this man can go a little bit further, a little bit faster. And he'll do great work for the kingdom because of something that he possesses from a young age. Now it's kind of like when we speak about, then if you maybe know someone at work that's really good at something, they do their work really good, or maybe in school or in varsity, there was a certain sports team and there was just this one guy that was really good, stood stood a bit out above the rest. And everything we speak about that person, you will speak about the people there and the work that they do, but then you will say, but... You have to look at John, you know, this guy, he can really play. Or oh, he's good at his work. Like the Afrikaner will say, Nema kijk, Johan, hy kan maar rap bol skopio. So it's that type of thing that scripture is explaining to us here at the moment. There's a lot of people doing a lot of good things, that's believers, that's following God, but behold, there's Timothy, someone that stands out a little bit. And we want to ask ourselves why that is. And it says the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed. But his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. There again, the people, they speaking good about Timothy. There's something about this young man. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places. For they all knew that his father was a Greek. And just to stop there for a moment, you know, sometimes we... Think to ourselves, hey, what's going on here? Why is Paul, you know, contradicting maybe his own teaching? Because he writes to the Galatians and he says, if you are going to circumcise yourself, Christ will be of no value. Meaning that if you try and find your righteousness through obeying the law and the old covenant, then the work of Christ on the cross will be useless to you. 
Because our righteousness is found in Christ alone. So why is Paul doing this thing? And we read there, because of Jews in those places. They're going to take him along on this missionary journey. And they're going to enter synagogues. And they're going to go into the temple. And they're going to go a lot of places. And if Timothy is not circumcised, it's going to cause a little bit of a problem. Because they know his father is a Greek. Now, I don't know how the screening process worked. Ne? I don't know where you show your ID or your passport to go in or like do they look or do you carry it with you? I don't know. But they would have known. Thank you, Lord, for the New Testament, for Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. Guys, yeah. So I don't know how it works, but he says this is just to make things a little bit easier, we're gonna do this. Otherwise it's gonna be difficult for us. At one stage in Paul's ministry, they were going into the temple. And the people there accused him of taking uh, the uncircumcised people into the temple and they actually locked him up and they threw him in prison because of that. And Paul's like, okay, let's learn from our mistakes. Let's not do the same thing again. Let's not get put in prison of irrelevant stuff again. So let's just do this for a practical reason so that what they're going to do is a little bit easier. And even there, we can see the sacrificial heart of Timothy giving up certain things so that he can do the work of God a little bit better. And then the story goes on in verse 4 and 5. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decision that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. And for that, they're speaking about when the, um, the Gentile nations, Cornelius and his household specifically received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and they saw, no, listen here, God is actually bringing the Gentile nations into his kingdom, and they can inherit salvation as well. They came together specifically about this question of the law and said, okay, but how, what, what, what are we going to do when it comes to the law? What, what should they do? What shouldn't they do? How is this going to work? And especially in today's time with a lot of Jewish root stuff resurfacing again and people wanting to go back to the law and a lot of traditions, it's important for us to just go and read that passage in Acts 15 to actually see what the agreement was so that we can deal well with all of these things that's arising again today. So if you want to go and read Acts 15, that's what they spoke about. How should the Gentiles, the Gentiles, that is us, relate to the law? And package it then, it unfolds a little bit throughout the New Testament, but we get a lot of the things that they decided there. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. That a good verse, when everybody does what they are supposed to do, and the church are building itself up, then they increase in number daily as God is busy working amongst them. But the question we want to ask ourselves as we look at this first passage, we're not going to dive too much into that passage, just that one thing that we want to ask ourselves from the beginning. There's note that there is something different about Timothy. What was it? What was it that Paul beheld that he saw in this young man that he said, no, I want to take this guy with me. Now, a lot of missionary journeys that Paul were on, they clashed with certain people that were with him. Some disputes arose. It was like, this is not going to happen with Timothy. You know, something in this young man that I want to look at. And he actually writes to the Philippians, there's no one like Timothy that I can send to you. If I want to send you someone, I'll send Timothy. There is none like him. And we'll look next week how the rest of that verse go and why that is true of his life as well. But so much show, you know, that there's something so different about his life and he's, you know, received so many things that he goes so far in life that Paul actually has to write to him and say, listen, yeah, people are going to think you are too young. Like I just said, we read in 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 and we read the following. Let no one despise you for your youth. 
people are going to think you're too young, you lack experience, you shouldn't have been here in life, we need someone that's a bit mature, a bit farther in life, you know, shouldn't an older person do the thing that you're about to do in the ministry that you're about to do and the things that you're accomplishing in life? People are going to say you're too young, but don't let them despise you. In fact, Timothy, the thing that is true of your life, that even though you are younger than most, you will be able to set them an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. You will be actually able to set them an example and tell them, hey, follow me as I follow Christ, like Paul said. You can set an example even though you are young. And the question we want to ask ourselves, what is it? If I can ask you, what do you think that was? What was different in the life of Timothy? Maybe we think to ourselves, it must have been the anointing of God. Paul came there and he saw, yes, look at this anointed young man. God working mightily through him. It's not quite that, and I'm not saying the anointing of God is not important, but what I say that the anointing of God rests upon certain people, that has a certain character trait. That God says, okay, now I can trust you with the power and the authority that comes with the anointing of God. And that was true of Timothy's life, and that's why the anointing was there eventually. And maybe it was the gifts. Paul came there and he just saw, look at this gifted young man, wow. When I entered there, a lot of people were sitting there, and there was just this one guy, and he's just teaching the people. You know, wherever I come, there's Timothy, and he's just teaching people about the word of God, and he's busy raising up people. The gifts. Maybe it's the self-assurance, you know, 